Your samples Kirk Cousins had a good year. Quavo gets cooking. Your boy's doing Sober October, day five going strong. Um, not going to lie, Saturday, looking at that slate, it was about 65 and sunny. Uh, it was pretty tough, but um, we're going to see this thing through. It's tough with all the great games coming up, um, especially with Saturday night watching um, one of the best games of the year, in my opinion, Mizzou and Georgia go head-to-head. It was tough to not crack one, but um, I think we start with that one just because Georgia's been um, – has been the best team in the country for a year and a half now. Um, and they were about six inches away from losing that game. If uh, Mizzou's D end kind of hangs on, on that jet sweep fourth and one, but uh, Georgia, the Bulldogs are looking, uh, looking mortal. Yeah. I, I just don't understand what happened to like to Bennett, dude. Every, I understand they were playing, I guess, I mean, South Carolina, they're not good, but, like, it's not like a complete walkover. So, and Bennett, like, made every throw. They scored every single time they were in the red zone. And then all of a sudden, like, Kent State puts up, whatever, 25 on them. And now fucking they're in a barn burner against Mizzou, probably a bottom two or three team in the whole SEC, too. Oh, what, Do you think Mizzou is better than South Carolina? I guess no. probably. No? In terms of, in terms of roster – um, it's probably not even close. Um, yeah, true. Like, yeah, recruiting wise, you're, yeah, you're right for sure. So like, you know what I mean? That's, it's, it's so weird how two weeks later, like something like this can just happen because they were at South Carolina too. It wasn't even, you could say like Georgia was at home or anything. So I guess, I don't know if that's coaching or what, but Bennett look, I didn't, I didn't get it. It's, it's completely different from what we saw earlier in the season. Yeah. And, um, one of the great things about games like this in college football is you get a guy, um, whether it's some no-name quarterback, some no-name wide receiver, or in this case, some no-name kicker, that you would have gone your entire life without ever knowing who the fuck they are. And they have the chance to turn themselves into a legend, like someone that's immortalized at that school. Uh, my guy Harrison Mevis, the kicker on Missouri, was drilling 50 yarders and I mean Georgia they they shirt up in the red zone and kept kept keeping Missouri out of the end zone um we've said this before on this show all the time if you want to beat Bama or Georgia or Clemson you can't settle for field goals um they had this run it was about a 60 yard run got them down to the one yard line boom false start sets them back to the six they end up settling for three four points is the difference in the game but I'm watching Harrison Mevis do this, uh, and this is a big boy. You know, he's a probably 260-pound kid. Um, the chubby kickers always, they have a, you know, a warm spot in my heart. But um, it was the Harrison Mevis game. You know, you're going to have this kicker that no one would ever know who they are, just have the game of his life and take down a team that has looked unstoppable for a year and a half. It is interesting because I don't think they're as good as South Carolina, but that's college football. Any given any given day, uh, you have an off day, and a team like Missouri with a roster that's um, definitely bottom bottom third in terms of construction in the Power Five, 
take you down to the wire and you need a, you need to convert a, a fourth down late in the fourth quarter to be able to beat them. Yeah. It's so weird too, because now, well, I, I guess Georgia's schedule is soft, but like anytime a game like this happens, it's like, like Alabama or, or whoever, some of these teams that are so good, will just get like a decent squad role in like an Arkansas or something and just fucking rail them too. Like right. they got something to prove after like the scare, the coach just wants to run it up that those type of games. I feel like that always happens. You're like, oh, may- maybe they, they've they've shown that they can uh, they can be taken down, and then it always just just nope, just shut the door right on that. Yeah, this this felt to me like one of those Ole Miss Alabama games from six seven years ago, where Bo Wallace and granted Ole Miss has produced those teams produce some some very solid NFL talent, um, not Bo Wallace, but. Um, it's not the A&M or it's not the Georgia in those years that's, you know, taking the tide down to the wire. It's Ole Miss. You know what I mean? And those are yeah. the games that those are the the trap games in the SEC. I don't know why it works like that, um, but, you know, I don't see I don't see A&M putting up, you know, uh, putting and A&M is they're not even in the same stratosphere in terms of recruiting and in terms of, you know, the quality of that roster. I don't see them, you know, going in and keeping a one score game against Bama this weekend. Um, But that's why, that's why you kind of one yard, one play, one false start and you, and you lose it, you know, because there's a reason. So slim. Yeah. So small. It's there almost isn't a margin for error. Um, But Speaking of Bama, um, I was watching the game with uh, Fade Gods, Nick's bro, uh, DGen Fades on Twitter, who had Bama minus, what was it, the 17, 17 and a half. Yeah. I took um, Arkansas with the book at 17 and a half. Man, that, that was one of the crazier spread implicated games I've watched just because 28 nothing to 28-23 and then – three straight touchdowns of Bama to seal it. Um, Young went down. I don't know what it was that they kept him with his helmet on, on the sideline. I think not to stir up any, any rumors because it's, it's, a, the last it's a shoulder thing. injury. Right. And I don't think he was ever going to come back into that game, but they kept him mm-hmm. out there um, probably to just, you know, tell everyone to chill the fuck out. You know, the Heisman trophy winner from years past from last year is fine. Um, but, at the end of the day, they beat a top fifteen team in the country by twenty plus points covered. Yeah, they're I so I actually I was driving um up to Michigan during this game. So I missed I watched a little bit of it, but then missed like before Young got hurt. So apparently the kid came in and was just running everywhere or something, like some fucking jet speed quarterback. I guess the Alabama's got waiting in the wings or something. Like and of course you you know saw a backup at Alabama is going to be better than 80% of players in the country. Like it's just how it works. Yeah. And he did not, I think people were starting to, people are starting to worry when Arkansas went on that crazy tear um, and came back and then they, they do the unthinkable, which is go right to the onside kick early in the second half after scoring Um, the quarterback. uh, He wasn't looking so hot. Um, and then he gets the short field. Well, they get into a third and long and, um, Jalen Milrow, um, 
they're not even letting him throw the ball. You know, Saban didn't seem like he trusted him. Um, not dropping him back. Gibbs, 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 heavy dose of the run game. Yeah. Um, Auburn gets him into a third and long, and this kid makes one of the most – just one of the best runs from a quarterback you'll ever see. Just Lamar Jackson style, you know, takes it 65 yards down to Arkansas's 10, and it's like, okay, yeah, this kid is yeah. at Alabama. Um, could easily – have just been, um, you know, recruited as an athlete and just played wildcat with Gibbs. Um, obviously Gibbs ripped off those two, um, 70 yard touchdowns, which kind of was the nail in the coffin. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think, do you think Bama can stay undefeated to the sec championship without Bryce young? See, that was going to be a point I was going to make is, if you're Bryce Young and you got an injury to your throwing shoulder, I think that's what it was, his throwing shoulder, right. and you're projected to be like pretty much everybody saying top three pick in the NFL. So that's what, about $28 million guaranteed or something like that, if you're top three. Like, I, I he'll be back for sure. It's He plays at the best, t- best team in the country and just won the Heisman. But, like, do you really want to, like, push as hard as you can every like and risk like another injury to your throwing shoulder that can fucking you're a quarterback you got to fucking throw the ball you know what I mean like impinge something like in future years so it'd be interesting to see what that process is like with him coming back but I mean yeah Alabama will scheme whatever if that kid can't throw they're gonna run some fucking crazy ass like RPO or something like and just a heavy dose of Jameer Gibbs and beat teams like that, just control possession. That's, that's how good they are. But yeah. And when you're that big, that strong and that fast, um, and they've been blessed with, you know, them in Oklahoma have had the best quarterback play of any programs by far. Um, I guess Clemson, you know, going from Deshaun to Trevor, but, um, I don't know that they have to rush him back at all. When you have uh, a Heisman Trophy candidate and Jameer Gibbs back there, um, a lot of these games, I mean, you don't get behind – if you're Bama and you don't get yourself behind the sticks, and I know they've had some more penalty problems than usual this year, um, there's no reason that you have to really throw the ball at all to win. Um, And you have the athletes to, you know, rush the ball downhill – uh, and make that work for you. So uh, I think it'd be dumb. And I don't, Saban is not dumb by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't know. Um, I don't think he will, you know, worry about rushing Bryce Young back. I'm not sure. I don't know that anyone's really, you know, confirmed the severity of this. Um, but they can beat Texas A&M solely on the ground um, this coming week. I do think, though, down the stretch, um, it's not going to help with him gaining, you know, this uh, rapport with his wide receivers who haven't really shown themselves to be the, you know, the corpse of of old with Alabama. And I think that might uh, that might be a problem for them going into the uh, the last couple weeks of the season when they have to play Georgia and they are looking down the barrel of a college football playoff where um, Bryce Young really hasn't had a a connection with any of these guys all season and they'll rely too heavily on Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I do think that um, at this point, I probably put Ohio state ahead of Alabama, um, which with the, I with mean, the banged up Bryce young, I yeah. think Alabama is better than Ohio state, but 
I yeah. think with with without Bryce Young, I'd take Ohio State. I I'm not not saying that it matters at all or they should move them ahead, but I I would fear playing this Ohio State team over, you know, Bryce Youngless Bama. Uh, but Ohio State pulled. You know, I think is there something more bush league than a fake punt up thirty nine points? Yeah, no, that was I saw that. That was such garbage. Ridiculous. Is that can who, you who think are of they something? Even playing? No, Maryland. I, I can't. Maryland, damn. Yeah, that's just that's just showing no respect at all. <laughs> and to your opponent. I guess like you're practicing it. I that's probably what you chalk it up to. Like, oh, we're just playing a practice at this point, you know, trying some stuff out. The thing that really pissed me off was as they should the Maryland uh, defender lays out the punter on the face. Yeah, leveled him, like, after the play completely. And then Ohio State loses their minds. Dude, you reserve the right to get fucked up when you do that. You know what I mean? There's give and take. Yeah. Like, okay, you want to do that? Fine. You're beating us. You're a much better team. You're much better coached. But It's essentially, like, taunting. It is, You know yeah. what I mean? Shaking the ball in someone's fucking face. Like, I think it's, it's almost worse because you got uh, – the coach calling that, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. just the player doing it on their own accord. Um, I mean, that's just what Ohio state does. They're a classless program. Yeah. Screw them. <laughs> that, yeah. That was such bullshit. Fucking Ohio state will always be Ohio state. But that's props to props to Maryland for laying them out because I yeah. would have been, I would have been pissed if they just kind of, it was, it was Rutgers. I think it was Rutgers. Rutgers, right, Rutgers yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, shout out Rutgers for that. Um, that was a great. Me- I'm sure you saw the uh, the me the Tony Soprano the cheering at AJ's uh, AJ's game when Football they were up seven nothing. That did not. Yeah. That that score was not long for this world. But uh, other than that, rounding out the top four, um, top five, Clemson just keeps winning. You know. Um, I know. As many deficiencies as you might see, DJ hasn't like completely silence the doubters. Like I thought he might in terms of his quarterback play. Um, they just keep winning. And I don't know that NC state is the 10th best team in the country. Like they came into the game being, but um, they beat a top 10 team by 10 points. Yeah. They're at home, but um, if they keep playing like this, they'll, they'll win out. Dude. I, I can't, I know Ray was down on ukulele to start the year, but like, he he was responsive. Seventy percent completion, over two hundred yards throwing, two ten, with a touchdown. Then fourteen for seventy five and two touchdowns. Like that's a pretty damn good game. You know what I mean? Very, yeah. And if if you're doing that, and then you got Shipley to compliment you, like that's Clemson's going to be right there in the thing. I can't like like you said, they're beat. They just keep winning games. Who the hell is going to beat them? I don't think Notre Dame will. So they're 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 going to stroll through the ACC. And just be right there in the playoff. And I don't know how they're going to fare against the top flight, but I think they got a decent shot at it. You know what I mean? Especially if Ugalele keeps developing too, like it's, it, they could be absolutely beat one of those other teams. They got the talent. Yeah. And that's the thing you want. If it, the, the problem is getting there is going week in and week out and having um, the offense to score more points than the other team. But once you're there, your defense stands on it on its head like this, Clemson defense is is it more than able to and you could take you could you know 
take down the Ohio State, the Alabama, the Georgia, um, just based on the talent and the athleticism of that defense. Plus, and this isn't the problem for DJ. It hasn't been. But he makes throws that no one else, that no one else in the country has the arm to make. Um, and he's made them since his first, his debut against Notre Dame, you know, um, throwing a, throwing a, the, to the long side of the field past, you know, to the outside, the numbers hitting the guy on his break. And it's like, wow, that is a throw that there there's guys starting in the NFL. Can't make that throw. One of them Justin plays for Fields the can't, Bears. Yeah. Can't um, make that throw. And I don't like Mac Jones can't make that throw. Marcus um, Mariota can't make that throw. <laughs> right. And you see that and it's like, well, he can, he is capable of putting up a performance to beat, you know, basically any team in the country. Notre Dame. We'll see. I think we'll, we'll know a lot. We already know a lot, but I think we'll, we'll get the exact kind of diagnosis of them against BYU this Saturday in Vegas. Um, should be a good game. Notre Dame's favored. Yeah, I know. Um, I was kind of hoping they were dogs because I wanted to hammer them. You know, Shamrock series fares well for Notre Dame normally. Yeah. that's. I feel like that's going to be a game that everybody's going to see. Like the layman would be like, oh, my God, Notre Dame stinks 16 BYU and hammered BYU. But then, like, sharp, the sharp money comes in on Notre Dame. That's just yeah. – from, from gambling in the past, that just seems like the trend of that game. But – We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I haven't looked at any of the numbers yet, but yeah, we are coming off the bye. Um, I don't know. I don't know how good BYU is. They kind of got exposed a couple weeks ago. Um, I think they're a solid team. I think they're very similar to Notre Dame, to be to be completely honest. So it should yeah. be a good game. Um, just good to throw on the Irish. Uh, any other big? Big things from this past week. Yeah, um, I just yeah. I wanted to say I was impressed with. Um, I was down on Oklahoma State, and they they shut me up. There was I saw some stat I think on like Reddit College Football that someone said Oklahoma State is like seven and one against ranked teams in the last two years or something like that. Like that's like the best record in college football. It's something something along those lines like that they've been like the most underrated program like by far because no no one would know that you know what I mean like and what their one loss I think was to Baylor in that big 12 championship game which was a fucking close-ass game they lost on by an inch so yeah to a top five defense in the country probably top three uh at the time they definitely impressed um Kansas is keeping this miracle run alive um they play TCU this week who absolutely shellacked Oklahoma. Um, yeah. I wonder what the spread is on that game. They Kansas got to be dogs. Yeah. Um, I believe they are. Um, but Kansas. Yeah. TCU. By touchdown. At, Kansas coming in at 17. Um, I've never seen that. Um, good for the, the, last, the Jayhawks. The last time they were ranked was a keep to lead. So that was before we were watching like college football. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> The boy George, I know, is having the time of his life. Our resident Kansas expert. Um, Lawrence looks fucking like the place to be right now. Um, and yeah, I got it. Frankly, I got a text from George after that game. He just sent it was just Jayhawks, all caps. <laughs> yeah, he he sends the DMs. He's uh, he's a great, great contributor to this podcast. Um, 
he's made me a Kansas fan. And uh, I know the kid's still riding high. And as they should be, they just won the national championship <laughs> in hoops, dude. So, like, this – I don't. I can't imagine what that that school's like. Like they feel invincible right now, so they got that going yeah, for, for them. Sure. Um, like right now, they're the best sporting pro, the sporting school in the country, um, as far as football and and basketball are concerned. So, should be another good game. Um, Jalen still looking good. I don't know that he's Heisman caliber, but he's got the boys playing. Um, and Kansas is a, is a, is a good team and they can, I think they scrap against, against this TCU team. Whoever wins this game is going to be like legit. You know what I mean? Uh, whether it's Kansas or TCU, um, Oklahoma, they looked putrid every time TCU touched the ball and they should have actually scored more. There was a horrendous no call on a, a PI that wasn't, uh, resembled the the Saints Tommy Lee Tommy Lee Lewis um in the playoffs a couple of years back um which then implemented the review on pass interference was which was a complete <laughs> Tommy, nightmare wasn't it wasn't it uh CJ Gardner Johnson yeah and Tommy Lee was, Lewis six names who's, who's Tommy Lee Lewis Tommy Northern Lee Illinois Lewis, dude I've Northern Illinois legend before. bro he returned he he was like a return specialist at Northern scored a fuck that ton sounds, of return that touchdowns. sounds like a fucking that sounds like a singer from like uh Guns N' Roses or something yeah <laughs> there is yeah. the Tommy Lee um there's there's something yeah it's something like that yeah but that was that's why that that play was big for me because I watched him with Jordan Lynch he was taking back punts and kicks left and right uh in DeKalb uh so is Oklahoma State to you the best team in the Big 12 right now? Um I would probably say TC. I got yeah, I mean, I just made a point about them proving me wrong, so I'd say yeah. They're probably the best quarterback in the Big 12, right? Am I missing somebody? I don't think so. I think so far Fucking, it has to be. That guy in Baylor looked like a vegetable shape yeah. or whatever his name yeah. is. Couldn't One but last yeah, thing I wanted to or did you have something else on on the Cowboys? No, that was it. Um, one last game I wanted to get into was very painful for me as a as a Kentucky truther and as a Kentucky better. Um, they really shit the bed. They turned the ball over three times um, in opponent territory. There was a targeting call that w- is called 90% of the time on a fourth and one. They get it. Um, Levis gets it, gets blitzed in the head, fumbles. Um, but then they have a chance to redeem themselves. Uh, they get a nice 65 yard run, run after, uh, after the catch on a mid screen. Again, another one takes them down to the five. Uh, they go move fast, which I have never seen a team. They run the play clock down to, to one or zero every single play. Um, Kentucky does. Um, they move fast for the first time all game and they call an illegal shift after the kid makes an incredible catch on a, on a fade to score the touchdown, which would have given them the lead and cash their point total over um, felt like a freaking dipshit. Uh, I don't think, it, I think after looking at it again, I think he was set. So I think it was kind of a bullshit call either way. Um, Kentucky had a chance to move into the top six if if they don't make those stupid 
um, stupid mistakes down the stretch, but um, I think Ole Miss is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is gonna. Um, I, I think they're better than A and M. They're they're probably the second best team in the SEC, whatever conference that is, West or East, whatever the side with Alabama is. Would you say? Would you agree? Um. Yeah, I guess not. After that one, uh, that's a big win. That's a top ten win. Um, Mississippi State is there. Auburn stinks. A and M, I guess. And we're missing. I don't know. Jackson Dart's good, dude. Um, yeah. There's a lot of these. There's a lot of solid quarterback play throughout they the have, SEC. I think I saw some. One of their wideouts looked pretty damn good too. They they always have good receivers though. Ole Miss. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, they're they they got weapons for sure. Um. Other than that, um. Don't have as good a slate this week. Um. Big win for Wake Forest. Uh, just gotta gotta get that out there for get the Sam Hartman love out there for Beach who couldn't make it tonight, but did just touch down in Chicago. Um, so as he noted to me earlier, we're finally we're all in the same time zone again, which is huge um, for recording purposes. Fuck Eastern time um, and for time zone purposes. Right. Just um, yep. If this like if splitting gaps runs on Central Time, the world runs on Central Time. So, to hell with fucking Eastern Time, to Mountain Time, to Pacific Time. But um, did want to get into some NFL, and then this place we'll get into some uh, some MLB. The playoffs are right around the corner. Um, we'll stick with Beach and Beach's boys, um, dude. The Lions are maybe the most potent potent offense in football. But they couldn't stop a fucking runny nose, dude. I saw a tweet that said if Detroit's defense was bad, they'd be three and one. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, I mean, I saw the um PFF grades come out, and obviously this isn't everything, but it's just a tell a tale of how bad Detroit is. That Geno Smith was the best quarterback this week. Like he was fucking like near perfect, like better than fucking he was better. I think Allen was second and Mahomes was third. <laughs> Geno Smith is ahead of the two best players in the NFL. That's just how bad Detroit is. You know what I mean? Like Justin Fields might fucking light up Detroit. Who yeah. knows? Like that. It's pretty. And that's that's with a premier pass rusher too on your defense. I also like, saw who, whoever the hell else is running around out there is fucking inept. Like inept inept. Dude. Also though, score Gami alert in that one, dude. I know. First I, I turned that I turned that game on. I basically canceled that game in my mind like four different times because it was two touchdowns late. And then every fucking time I'm like, wait, how is this a fucking four point game again? Um, Jared Goff is a different human being than he was last year, because last year. Virtually every fan was kind of calling for his head, like, get him out of here. He's not the guy he's washed. And now he's just pissing the ball all over the field. Jamal Williams looks great. Uh, this it was without Swift, Amon Swift Ra, looks too. great when he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, Swift was out too. Yeah, no, no, probably your two most talented players on offense out. Still managed to put up forty five. Dude, that is, the, does not what, happen. What is this off? What is the offense going to look like when Jameson Williams comes to be their wide out too with Amon Ra and fucking Hawkinson and Swift and Williams? I'll tell you this, Marty. I would rather watch that offense and lose every game 48 to 45 then watch the bears 
go go fucking even nine and eight with this Take a team. Bunch of field goals. Yeah. Like it's it at least it's watchable. These Bears, I mean, it's my dad keeps keeps telling me like it's not Nagy, but somehow it is. Like this team looks the exact same as it did under Nagy. Yeah. And a lot of the play calls resemble that. A lot of the execution resembles that. And I mean, after week one, there were, you know, extenuating circumstances to that game, i.e. the weather. But it looks like it looks like Nagy is is up in the booth, you know, hiding under a fucking cloak, just Dude, still fields, calling the shots. Fields looked better under Nagy. Like at least at least there were games like that Steelers game on whatever that was that a Monday night. Like he made like so many good throws and fucking we won we won that game too. Yeah. They called like that horrible penalty. But like you haven't even seen a sniff of that yet this year. Like him making like a tight window throw. That's like does that's like not not even in his like repertoire now. So I don't know. Yeah, he'll make yeah, a it's... nice he'll make a nice scram scramble and it's like, oh, this is nice. But then it's like, well, that's not what we need out of a quarterback. It helps. Yeah. That is that is supposed to be the compliment, you know, to exactly. your quarterback, not the that's what makes oh, Josh Justin Allen Fields just make, so good. Exactly. Exactly. Even Mahomes, you know, when he makes a great yeah. play with his legs, it's like Rogers oh, used to be like that too. Yeah, he doesn't and do it as much anymore. But they're, yeah, they're throwing out. Uh, I mean, Khalil looks great for a couple weeks, and I, Montgomery's out. But why are we giving fucking Ebner the ball fifteen times, Dude, bro? Yeah, He's got Ebner nothing. Stinks. He's yeah. got nothing. And every year we have this. And he returns have, kicks. The Dude, slowest kick returner of all time. And we always have the slowest kick returner of all time. We throw someone back there that's like a. It was Herbert last fullback. year. Yeah, Herbert's fucking two hundred and like thirty pounds. Why is he returning <laughs> kicks? <laughs> ridiculous yeah it's it's a shit show i mean every time the every time the bears and giants link up you're in for an absolute dumpster fire of a professional football game um they've played what like five years in a row now and none of them have looked like even there's a high level college there's a reason why they fucking play every year because they they all they stink every year and finish whatever third in the division every single year yeah so they play every single year Saquon looks looks like he's back to rookie form. Um, I couldn't yeah, that, the really one place care less. That touchdown was disgusting. I couldn't really care less. I've never been a Saquon guy. I do think he's a good guy, um, but you know, it's not like I was. Oh fuck, man! Like the football isn't the same without Saquon. You know, doing his thing. Uh, I know some people just like to dick ride Saquon, but he does look great, and he's got the rushing rushing title as of now um outside of outside of that game atlanta tough dude yeah they're they're scrappy for sure another shit game why do they fucking they run an offense from fucking 1952 like it's crazy seven completions bro seven who comes in with these game plans i guess they won but like dude they have they have two the last two years they've drafted pass catcher and fucking studs in the first round and then just completely abandon any hope of and they're running a life ball. or a, a career long their their main offense is everyone get the fuck out of the way we're gonna hand the ball to a career long return specialist which actually works pretty well Cordero's a beast it's a shame Nagy didn't know how to use him because he looks fan he's looked fantastic in Atlanta for two years but um there's I mean the memes and the 
the criticism of of this Atlanta offense on behalf of Kyle Pitts and fantasy purposes is like nothing I've ever seen, dude. It's everywhere. I, like, I have. I'm three. I and have one. too, dude. I'm three and one in the league that you're in too. Fucking have a really good team, second most points scored or whatever, and that's with Pitts just being a complete vegetable in the tight end spot too. Like, dude, first play, first or second play of the game, twenty five yard catch. What didn't sniff the ball the rest of the fucking game? <laughs> didn't sniff the ball it's, and oh that I works. Think Arthur, Fuck Arthur that. Smith's Let's get away from it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, and it's not like. I understand Mariota is not the best, but like if people call him, he's for been Desmond serviceable. Ritter, people call him for Desmond Ritter, dude. Desmond Ritter must be fucking looking terrible. If like, <laughs> if he, he can't beat out Mariota, like Mariota can, can get the ball at least to some of those guys. They just don't call the play. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I, I don't I think, think it's all on Mariota. Him. I don't yeah, think it's all sure. on Mariota at all because um, Mariota's, usually and for the most of his career, more than a serviceable quarterback, um, which I'm surprised they – I'd be surprised if they don't look um, for a serviceable quarterback maybe to solve things for the short term, um, whether it's free agency or whatnot, um, to get in there that can just deliver the ball. But Yeah, as low as Pitt stock is right now, I think it would be lower if Desmond Ritter was playing quarterback. Uh, personally yeah. i mean if they're running the same <laughs> offense yeah yeah for sure if they're running uh, yeah, the same offense yeah they're scrappy though they should have beat the saints dude they should be three and one honestly <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> yeah which is crazy um rams looked like complete horseshit two nights ago um i was going up i had a about a 12 point cushion i had the rams defense against cooper cup um Again, if I got any production out of Kyle Pitts whatsoever, um, just asking for 10 points, I'm not really even sweating. I guess I am a little anytime you're going up against Cooper Cup and you're not up 50, but um, they looked brutal. 49ers completely out-schemed them, and I know um, they've kind of had Mc- they've had McVay's number. Um, something I love because I really don't like the Rams at all um Debo did you see Debo's uh what he put on yeah. on Instagram after the game yeah just chirping the shit out of Jalen Ramsey just just memeing Jalen Ramsey saying <laughs> I'm him and then running him over <laughs> Debo's special he's a special player um and Jimmy G again like if if the Falcons could get someone even like close to Jimmy G they'd be th- three and one easily yeah, and Kyle Pitts sure. would be and on his way to a thousand yard the, season the funny thing is is the game they lost they had the ball against the Rams before Mariota threw the pick to ice the game, like to go down and win. Like the Falcons had the ball. Remember they blocked that punt and they're like, holy shit, this is a game. Like, yeah. But yeah, I, the Rams look terrible. Honestly, they, I do not think they're favorites to, to run it back to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. But I think I kind of touched on that last week. We, we were talking about the Eagles, but, um, and I said, maybe the Rams are ahead of them, but I think I'm flipped now. That's, complete flip for me i have probably the eagles or i think i still have tampa bay probably one even though they just lost to kansas city but everybody loses to kansas city pretty mm-hmm. much besides indianapolis i guess for some <laughs> reason but <laughs> i think yeah. tampa bay and the eagles are my two favorites out of the nfc personally yeah um the rams just haven't shown it it's that offense stafford looks yeah stafford looks really bad this year too he's just yucking picks 
Yeah, and those are the memes too, like that Matt Stafford's racist. They have like the Family Guy <laughs> meme where it's got like the skin tones. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the cap, and it's just like only throwing to fucking Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup. Um, I heard a heinous statement on the broadcast saying, citing the the major issue that's been kind of plaguing this offense was that they're missing Van Jefferson and Van Jefferson. I know, yeah, I, I Dude, did you too. fucking hear that? Yeah, yeah. Dude, never in my life did I think I'd hear something like that. Van Jefferson, he's usually in there. He's the kind of guy that can take the top off and open up everything for this offense. You know what opens up everything for that offense? The best receiver in football and yeah, a, a Hall of Fame type quarterback. So that was fucking something else. Well, you know what? You know what's a big difference is as much as we absolutely hate him, but dude, Odell was a big difference maker on for them winning the Super Bowl. Oh, actually, sure. Honestly, hundred percent. And their, their offense has not looked the same with Allen Robinson. He's not the same type of player by any. There's five uh, guys you'd put. Uh, if you're making that statement, that would be put above Van Jefferson. Yeah, for sure. OBJ yeah, missing OBJ. Cam Akers not giving you the production. Cooper cup, you know, a uh, very talented Tyler Higby. Like anyone that's not producing at the level, you know, or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who said that, who said that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something I, I was kind of like half watching and I heard that and instantly like just gave a audible, like, what the fuck is he talking about, <laughs> dude? Like Van Jefferson. Like, I didn't even like, you could have never heard that name for the rest of my life and and as someone that watches way too much football would have never been like, Oh, where's Van Jefferson at? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Rams underwhelming. One thing back to the Eagles, dude, Jalen hurts has been great in fantasy so far, but dude, they refuse to let him score fucking touchdowns, dude. I think it might be the whole thing with Sanders last year. Not, not getting anything he like didn't didn't score like all years yeah like they're that. giving him and kenneth gainwell everything in the fucking red zone it's like they're scoring fucking six touchdowns a game five touchdowns a game it's like dude come on like any qb any rpo with with uh jalen hurts is a touchdown like if you give it to him twice but um yeah eagles eagles are still soaring um dude Right after, right after, about an hour after our episode last week, dude, Tua, bro, that's sad. Um, that was not good. The anytime you see the the arms or the fingers go up like that, you know it's pretty serious. Uh, I saw a quote from a like leading, um, kind of brain guy. Yeah, that he should just retire, which is like, yeah, that's well, it's by that's, the. The guy who said that was the guy who the, the concussion guy. About. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one would have played more than three games ever. Uh, yeah. If no, he's obviously not going to, but like someone, someone like with like that knows what they're talking about. Like if they're reacting like that, you know, it's pretty fucking serious. Sure. Type sure. Of thing. Um, we'll see. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that if you got him in Atlanta, like they're three and one, dude, that's another guy. Teddy dude. Bridgewater came in and fucking lit, lit it up last week. Like, He's a very, very solid quarterback, dude. Put him in I a had, position had, to win that game. I had Dolphins money line on that DraftKings special. And when Tua went down, I'm like, Oh, like I'm obviously he's, it sucks that he got hurt, but like, damn, my bet, 
and I see I see Bridgewater throwing. I'm like, oh, they got Bridgewater. Let's go! I got a shot. <laughs> right. That's like, like that's one of the teams it, you would it, never it, know who the backup is, and he's yeah, like, exactly. oh wait, who the fuck's coming in? Oh, bet. <laughs> it's it's not fucking like Garrett Gilbert or something. Like <laughs> you you actually sniff a shot. Yeah, you're actually well, like too. he'll be he'll be over. fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, I think they'll be offense. fine, especially with the weapons. Like, if, if you have someone that can just get the ball to to those weapons consistently, they'll be fine. Um, other than that, um, T. Higgins has absolutely been lining my pockets the last couple weeks. Um, he's kind of been disrespected on his props. It's been like four catches, 60 yards. Um, took him touchdown, took him yards, took him catches. Um, took the Joe Burrow long completion, which – as advising betting, I think any game that you like um, any offense in whatsoever, one of my favorite bets in all of sports is the quarterback long completion. It's usually in between 35 and 39 for just about anyone. Um, there will be a 40-yard, 45-yard catch and run. That's the great thing about it. It's not air yards or anything. It would be a fucking screen. Um, that bet has, that bet has cashed more than like, I have better luck with those. And I think there's more value than just about any, any spread that you're liking. That that was a smart one too. Cause if you think about it, I didn't, obviously didn't read the injury report, but Xavier Howard had a bad hammy and like, you could tell he was a step and a half slow behind Higgins and he dove to try and grab him. It was just slow. And Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow read the scouting report too. Yeah. Absolutely. He barely yeah. had this step yet. And by the time he put it up, Xavier was clearly not, you know, on his horse like he normally is. And T. Higgins got the step, scored the touchdown. Um, I think the Bengals will be fine. I think the Dolphins will be fine. Hopefully Tua is not too fucked up because that was bad. Um, anything else on, on the league that I'm missing? Um, no, I don't think so. Dude, Cooper Rush, again, very solid. Yeah, very solid. Cowboys played, are good. He just, that defense is fantastic. This four weeks or whatever. First four and zero quarterback. Been, first cowboy quarterback to ever start four and zero. Yeah, what's it called? This th- these four weeks that he's played have just made him a Chase Daniel career for the rest of his life. He he can just chill. You know what I mean? Fucking sit there and just anytime a quarterback Chase Daniel's job is. If he sees Herbert like on the ground, just just start throwing, and he never comes in too. He just throws on the sideline to some guy. Like that's that's all Rush is gonna have to do, and just make a cool like forty million dollars. It's like go it's home. gonna be like the fucking master splinter uh, meme where he's got he's it's Chase Daniel holding Cooper Rush's hand. <laughs> it's yeah, like exactly. like you're gonna you're gonna be in this league for fifteen years now, and and just do, make some money nothing. every year. Um, Dude, I, I did see at work today, someone sent me, uh, Manti Teo is speaking at a logistics conference coming up, the future of freight, with the keynote speaker being Manti Teo. Um, so he's, he's he's a logistics guy now? <laughs> dude, apparently, <laughs> I thought it was like a, I didn't frankly know what I was looking at, but um, yeah, I guess when you're getting cut from the Bears practice squad, you're going to have to find a new career. Um, so that was interesting. Shout out Manti. Um, we're basically equals now, um, or, which is cool. Or he's not. He's, he's not a. Uh, we both have zero Heisman trophies, and we work in he's, freight. He, he's just a professional keynote speaker. He's not. He's not like a freight specialist <laughs> in, in ever in any field. He just they yeah. Get he, him. Just, he just reads. He just makes the powerpoints and speaks. That's it. He's got the clicker. Just 
yeah, just the PowerPoint clicker at like he's speaking at like an accounting fucking KPM, like the big four like, get wait, together and wait, like Man is a neurosurgeon. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's speaking ahead of like a NASA launch. <laughs> Everyone just feels so bad because of like the the doc that came out showing how how badly everyone fucked him so everyone is just like pity giving him like just state of the union biden's not out there it's just manti <laughs> uh yeah um well the mlb playoffs are here um we haven't touched on mlb at all we got heavy into it last season um as spring was coming into into season so um did want to get back into it before we get into the playoff uh, bracket and the playoff teams and what's been going on here down the stretch did want to just say um, I could not be more disappointed with the Chicago White Sox. It was the most frustrating season I could have ever imagined. I would have rather us won 60 games um, because at least some of the bullshit could have gotten cut out and I wouldn't have had to sweat through fucking two months of us just, you know, getting our fucking toes into the water and then never fucking jumping in. We have a bunch of soft Cubans with the exception of Jose Abreu. He's going to be the guy that, that they get rid of, even though he was the only guy that gave a fuck. We had more production from Johnny Cueto and Elvis Andrews, two guys we got off the scrap heap than virtually anyone that's part of the future of our team. Tim Anderson disappeared. Uh, I didn't hear a word about him. He had a wrist fucking injury and he just disappeared for three months. Um, and he's supposed to be our leader, which makes everything worse. Elvis Andrews was an MVP candidate for the last two months of the season. He had more homers, more RBIs than Yasmani Grandal by a mile and 200 less at bats. The Sox are 500. I think in their last, like I saw it. In their last 20, they're 10 and 10. In their last 40, they're 20 and 20. In their last 50, 25 and 25. In their last 162, they're 81 and 8. Like, it just goes on and on. And we can't break through. It's it's frankly just – this was supposed to be it. We don't have the Bears. The Bears fucking suck. The Bulls are whatever. The Hawks are suck. Balls, balls deep in bullshit and oh. suck. And I was supposed to have my White Sox. They need to clean. They don't. They don't clean house on the field. Changes need to be made, and guys need to be shopped. But everyone in the front office needs to take accountability for the shit show of a season. I was rooting for the Cubs to have a better record than us. The Cubs are red fucking hot, which is Dude, pretty they, funny. The, Cub, the Cubs hit their win total today. Dude, my buddy, I, the, my buddy was three weeks ago at work. Three weeks ago. Yo, I need I need the Cubs to win like 16 out of their last 20 to hit their win total. Then they go on a fucking biblical tear and they cash it, which I know my, him, my dad had it too. And then he doubled down. He threw like 30 bucks on him with like a profit boost fucking on, <laughs> on Adrian Sampson versus Graham Ashcraft to get to cash the win total. And just my dad won like 60 bucks today. Um, and and how about that? that dude? Win. Ending ending a season, a throwaway season. Winning games, playing gritty, and and seeing what some of these guys you have in your system have to offer going forward. It's like, oh, well, maybe this season, yeah, we weren't going to win anything, so I'll take it, right? As a Cub fan, it's like you're seeing some of the best pitching in baseball. You're seeing some yeah, guys that, that really have worth scrappers. going forward. Yeah. Meanwhile, our everything just got worse and worse from our like we're like, oh, Moncada, 
what the fuck is his problem? All he wants to do is sing and, and win another Latin fucking Grammy. And then as the season went on, it's just like, holy shit, dude, we're going to get a bag of fucking peanuts for this guy. And he was the number one. He was he was supposed to be like the cornerstone of this team when we started our rebuild. So um, enough on the Sox. They have nothing to do with this season anymore. Um, I guess I guess one of the biggest stories, um, at least down the stretch, was the Mets blowing that lead in their division and the Braves taking taking the East again. I I think the Mets still played over five hundred ball in the second half, but like the Braves just went on a fucking tear like to close it out. So they, they did choke it because fucking they got swept in this, in the series that you had to win. You know what I mean? Like can't, you can't let that happen. Drop three of and the now, Cubs too. Yeah. And I know <laughs> the Cubs in swept New York. everybody. The Cubs swept <laughs> the Phillies before <laughs> and they ended the, they Braves. were the last like, they, team, any national national league playoff contender wanted to play the fucking Cubs. Yeah, we got like David Bodie leading off, just like <laughs> going, going. Dude, we put up like five runs on Jacob Degrom. Like, I yeah, for, it hadn't I been done, and like it hadn't been done in like a hundred starts on him. It's like Patrick Wisdom's laying like suicide squeezes, <laughs> like beating him out, just beating the Mets. But I would have rather ha- taken this Cub season over even an eighty-five win any Sox season that they didn't win their division ten times out of ten. 10 times out of 10, or yeah, at least it's fun. You're having fun watching David yeah, Bodie no, lead off and I've, like getting a couple seeing eye singles and score against DeGrom and beat a, beat a team that's <laughs> supposed to be a favorite, you know, in the, in the October classic. It was no, just watching the fucking, the absolute misery that white Sox fans were under. It was like, damn dude, these guys, this sucks for them. They like, took years off my life this year. And I think most yeah. Sox fans would say the same, but yeah, there's, for just the impact of the Mets losing that division. So now they got to go fucking they're at home. So the Padres got to come to them, but they got to face a Padres team with fucking Juan Soto and Manny Machado. And then you Darvish is going to pitch game one, probably. And then whoever the Padre, who would they pitch second? Maybe Snell or whoever, someone solid. solid It'd be enough. Musgrove. Oh yeah. Musgrove was a fucking, yeah. Musgrove's a beast. And all of a sudden in the fucking snap of your fingers, they could be done in two games, the Mets, after fucking winning 98 games or whatever they won. And this, everybody from New York's getting excited. Like, this is our team. This is our year. Fucking, it could be, it's crazy, dude. That's, some of these matchups are so intriguing now that they have. Like, I could definitely see, the Phillies are coming in with Aaron Nola and Wheeler to St. Louis. Like, that's, that's, those are going to be two tough games for St. Louis to win. Like, they could be gone in two games, too. Like, these, these, this three, the series is, it's going to make for a lot of fun baseball, I think. I do, too. And, it, you know, it's fucking crazy. And this makes me just hate the Yankees more and hate the way that their lore is in baseball. It's like, dude, the fucking Dodgers, who are the number two behind the Yankees in terms of, you know, public, you know, identification and how they're viewed and everything for all of baseball for generations – had one of the greatest teams of all time this year. And they just won their 111th game. And the average fan, the I'd, I guess below, like less than average fan, doesn't even fucking know that. All they know is Aaron Judge just hit his 62nd home run. Mike Trout just hit his 40th, his 350th, still on track to be the greatest player of all time. 
the the Mets blew this. Like there are so many more interesting stories. That yeah, Schwarber's Shorb, like close to fifty homers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and there are so many more interesting stories going on. One of which being the Mets choking what was what was declared their division two months ago. Um, so many more interesting stories than Aaron Judge. And like, yeah, he's a great player. He just hit sixty two homers. Like, sick, cool. The Yankees played terrible baseball too down the stretch. They were, I think they were below 500 in the second half of the year. Like they were, they were up like 20 games or something in that division and fucking got down to like six games or something like that with Toronto yeah, most, or whoever I mean, it was. Besides that insane start and another stretch, like a lot of the year, they were just a mediocre team for the most part. I mean, mediocre yeah. team with a historic season, you know, from their, the guy in the middle of their order. Um, I don't think that I don't think that they'd have a chance in seven against the Astros, to be honest. I think the Astros win that every single time. Um, rounding out the division winners, um, Cleveland, they that, every yeah. single year, dude, every single fucking year, no matter how bad Cleveland has played up to the last, you know, 30, 40 games, the last like sprint of the season, they fucking play out of their minds every single year, no matter who's on their team. And they did that this year. I mean, dude, they won like at a, they won at like an 800 clip for the last two months. Like anytime the Sox went on a run, it's like, well, Cleveland's not losing. Dude, in 2016, they had like Lonnie Chisenhall just backpacking them to like game seven of the World Series. Dude, they won the like 22 like, straight games that year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, They got that. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, Cleveland, but how about how about this pitching matchup? Fucking game one to start the playoffs is at noon on Friday. It's Shane McClanahan versus versus Shane Bieber. Fucking to, to kick off the MLB playoffs. It's gonna that's crazy. Like I don't know. It's always great. It's always I love I love the expanded playoff because you know, it's not like you have to wait a week to get these games in, you know, to go like on to the next. They're quick. They're just, you know, the three games, the one game, three game. And you get these matchups. You get the matchups that, like, all year you have you mix and match lineups. You mess. You might mess with the rotation a little bit. You might try to get bullpen guys, you know, a look in the seventh or get them as a setup man or like you move guys around all to for fucking five months. All so when you get to October, you have, you know, the best the best arm on the bump, the best eight around them, and your bullpen set up very, you know, deliberately. And that goes for every team. And you, that's why every single game, it's like, holy fuck, look at this pitching matchup. You know, look at, they all are trotting out their best lineups and every game on paper is a great game. You know what I mean? You don't have any shitters, any shitters. um, Unless maybe you get to that fourth game and, uh, you know, you're not throwing your number one yet. Uh, you haven't like bumped him. So yeah, you you're have, you're trying not like Taiwan Walker or something like who. Yeah, who's still you know it's like an above solid, average yeah. star. A, a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these teams have go like four deep. Well, like even even like least. Tristan McKenzie has shown that he can dominate a Astros lineup or a Sox lineup. Yeah, definitely. So like he's a he's a guy that could steal a game from the Astros. Tristan McKenzie, who's you know they had worked him out of the bullpen at points this year, so. I'm very excited. Um, do you? Th- who's the biggest threat 
who's the biggest threat to the Dodgers right now? Who are the best team in baseball? In the NL? Hmm. It's got to be the Braves, right? Yeah. I mean, they took them down last year. So yeah. they, they have fucking Snicker has the formula or whatever. They're, they're better this year than they were last year. So are Dude, they big, big, better than the, the Mets that, in like that kind of matchup? I or would, does DeGrom so, almost give you a game of like notice? I would say that they are, but fucking didn't Strider get hurt? I don't know if he's going to be able to come back. If them with Strider is a different team because yeah, he is that he's that even though he's a rookie, he's that fucking that guy who can strike out nine guys. Like those those are the type of pitchers that win in in the postseason when you're missing bats, when you're missing the best bats in baseball that fucking exactly when, when those guys hit it, it fucking goes far. So if you can miss those bats, that's how you win. So like missing a guy like that will be interesting to see how their rotation shapes up. But yeah, I mean the Braves are fucking loaded. <laughs> so, and that's without Alves too. I don't know what his deal is either. And they I'm got sure Acuna. Probably... They got Acuna this go around. And yeah. a Dansby Swanson that has improved to an elite hitter this year. Yeah, he's like uh, fucking like a six or seven more player or something, like an absolute stud. Yeah, um, I, I honestly think we might be on a collision course for 2017 rematch. Dodgers Strohs. Um, just because, dude, it's almost like it's crazy how it's it's like been going under the radar that this team won 111 games. I know, and they could, fucking couldn't have won last night. I had an odds boost on; they were minus 360 to beat the Rockies. <laughs> Rand, Randall Grichik's going two run bridge to fucking win four two yesterday. Whatever the guy the that went won. a pick ahead of Trout, dude. Yeah, he's he just. I swear, Randall Grichik's burned me more times than because I always bet against the Rockies <laughs> always, and it's. Randall Gritchick has like seven homers this year, fucking six of them are in the games that I bet against the Rockies. Dude, I think you might have just opened my eyes to like, I was, I had scout seats to a Sox game. It was Claire's birthday. Um, I think it was like her 18th birthday. And dad got us tickets. Me and her are sitting behind home play. We're playing the Blue Jays. And there's this guy dressed nice with some other guys that seem like it might be, you know, some post work or business kind of sponsored event in front of us. Dude didn't say a word. Would just sip his beer until Kevin Pilar stepped into the batter's box. And this guy would lose his fucking mind and stand up and just scream obscenities at Kevin Pilar. Motherfucking Kevin Pilar. No, literally, literally go to hell, Kevin, you motherfucker. Like dude, just (laughs) left and right, bro. And me and Claire look at each other like, dude, how do you have such strong feelings against Kevin Pillar? Like out of all people, <laughs> he might be the least problematic athlete of all time. For all I know, like it's Kevin fucking Pillar. He just kind of shows up and occasionally makes one of the greatest catches in center field <laughs> of all time. But um, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe Kevin Pillar was hit, was to him as Randall Grichik is to you. Just every time the guy found his way to a sports book, Kevin Pillar made some game saving catch and he just forever <laughs> hates him. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a good point. It, I mean, it has to be unless he fucked his wife. That's about it. Yeah. But the true. only reasons you could curse someone's name like that. Um, another big one we haven't touched on yet. Uh, longest playoff drought in all of North American sports, Seattle, who I really like as a, as a team, as kind of an organization, 
they're back. And the way they did it on a on a fucking late home run to send them Cal there. Raleigh. Was, Cal Raleigh's good, dude. Was really, really cool for them. Uh, I think they, for whatever reason, Seattle fans are, like for no reason, Seattle has some of the best fan bases in all of sports. I think even better than Chicago in terms of the, like who who's there. I think they, they just ride or die more. So I'm glad to see them go. Um, they're the, the two longest, the, the two longest be, in baseball, the two longest postseason droughts in baseball were the Mariners and the Phillies, mm-hmm. and they're both in this year. So, and how crazy is it that the Mariners are ten years longer, just about I know. the Phillies? Yep. I do think but things yeah, will no. shake up, but the expanded playoff, I think, is not positive easily. I don't know that. No one pro baseball could shit on them fucking this expanded playoff, this format. I think it's great. Dude, I yeah, think in we 2020 get to, was great. Absolutely. We get to see fucking Philadelphia in the playoffs, like team that you wouldn't have thought would have been there fucking this year. You know and what I mean? a team that or, can make a run because they yeah. have Schwarber and they have Bryce and they have all these guys. Um, and obviously Wheeler and Nola are great Dude, arms. Like that, I feel like that they were – streaky team all year and fucking they're when their bats go cold they go ice cold but a guy like castellanos who hasn't he's been not good this year but like couldn't you just see him being a fucking like october hero you know what i mean just like just raking doubles like like the the howie kendrick of fucking yeah like there there, there's gonna be one of those guys this year we'll see every year maybe and castellanos has pedigree too so i I don't know i like that i'll so Who's who's gonna be the um the David Freeze? I'd say I like Castellanos uh, as your pick. Um, I could see like Ty France, like yeah, when they win a series because Ty France hits like three bombs. Um, he's definitely a guy that that could be. It's got to be one of these like you know. Someone you wouldn't peg is like a problem, you know, going into G- the playoffs. G-Man, G-Man maybe, if they knock off Cleveland. Yanking some out. Um, I don't know. Owen Miller. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, I guess you have to kind of pair it with the team that, you you know, because it, it won't matter if you put up a hero performance and lose. Um, I think Castellanos is a good bet just because he is such a great hitter and hasn't really had the – the output that he's he's had in years past. Um, I don't know. I don't have mine. I get back on that. Um, but yeah, dude, should be should be a, a incredibly fun next week. Just to just to add to the the college football NFL slates we have going. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look for. I'm gonna keep an eye out for promos that they'll have for the MLB playoffs. I don't know how I'm gonna bet it yet. We'll see. Because it's hard. It's hard betting those games that can be such a fucking coin flip because every team's so good. So maybe sniff out, like, strikeout props or something. We'll see. Yeah. Um, So if you had – if just last last thing, if you had to take – if you had to take your champ right now, who is it? Um. I'll go with the Braves back, back to back. And no one's gone back to back in a long time, right? It's been a yeah. long time. Baseball definitely has the most parity in their champs. 
Yeah, the um, fact that the Dodgers have only won one World Series in this last eight-year run or whatever they've had. Uh, you know who I'm going to go with? I'm going to say Matt Chapman. I'm going to say Matt well, Chapman. Gets, Toronto, yeah, that's yeah. that's a yeah, it's a good pick. I'm going like to say that. Matt Chapman has. Dude, we haven't even we haven't even talked about playoffs. Toronto. We've talked about every other team, but Toronto. One of the maybe they, maybe going into the year the most loaded roster in all of baseball. I know. We yeah, can they'll leave. Be, They're fucking yeah. Canadian. We'll we'll leave them till till they do <laughs> something. But uh, I'll go Matt Chapman. Um, we'll go Matt Chapman and Castellanos as our um, possible David Freeze. Player of the player of the yeah. Um, other than that, um, we'll be back next week and we'll have a ton to break down. Brennan Beach will be back with us. He's he's setting up shop down here in uh, in good old Chicago. So uh, yeah, we'll be back. Quavo gets cooking. Get the 